At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Modern Manners Guys Quick and Dirty Tips for a More Polite Life. When it comes to the art of writing, my good buddy Grammar Girl is the go-to expert. I hope she'll agree with me. When it comes to writing a complaint letter, a key factor is how to properly address said complaint so your point is heard and not misinterpreted. Of course, your grammar is important, so you seem professional. But in a complaint letter, you also want to make sure your argument is understood clearly. Sadly, many people miss the mark and focus solely on their rage. Despite desperately wanting to fix a problem, improper complaint letters tend to focus more on aggression rather than results. And with that, when the stomping of your feet can be heard through your letter, it can kill an argument, making you look foolish and your complaint to be tossed aside without a care. So before you huff and puff and waste your frickin' time, check out my top three quick and dirty tips for writing complaint letters. Tip number one, know your facts. Making sure your letter is 100% fact-based should be priority one for writing a proper complaint letter. Being factual also ensures that you don't come off as a raving lunatic, which last time I checked, something to keep in mind when formulating a proper complaint. Now, don't think I don't understand where you're coming from. I've been there. Yes, you're mad, and you want to make a big statement, but the last thing you want to do is make an argument that can be picked apart, like scraps after Thanksgiving dinner. I know this sounds easy, but sadly many people tend to get more, hmm, let's say creative, than factual when it comes to making a solid argument in a complaint letter. It seems that the madder they get, the more fictional the argument becomes, just to make their story better. The same notion reminds me of James Fry elaborating the details of his best-selling book, A Million Little Pieces, which he lied to make his book more interesting, and after that, no one could believe a word he wrote. If you sit behind the keyboard or tap away on your phone with an elaborate and questionable list of accusations with words like, and another thing. The last thing that will happen is you being taken seriously. Let's be honest, folks. Whenever one says, oh, and one more thing, it usually ends up being trivial and counterproductive to the actual argument. Take my friend Reed, who asked me to review a complaint letter he was sending to his landlord before he hit send. In this letter, aside from using every negative adjective short of a curse word, Reed outlined all the reasons why his living situation was rather subpar, to say the least. Now, as someone who has actually seen Reed's apartment, I can attest to the fact that his building was in desperate need of some major TLC, and his landlord could be one of the most vile human beings around. However, the location was great, and the rent was affordable for the area. 
and so the tenants had to put up with the landlord's ways for years. Well, until my buddy Reed came along. As much as Reed was correct with his points in his complaint letter, it was so over the top with sarcasm that no one could take his arguments seriously. Again, he was right, and he made valid points, but the more outlandish he got, the less factual his complaints became, and thus his argument became deflated. So, when you sit down to write down every reason why a person or company did you wrong, go ahead and take some jabs. In fact, I encourage that. But don't let your case go so far off the rails that your enemy can say, quote, that never happened and here's the real truth, end quote. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Tip number two. Pick a proper target. The ancient Chinese general, military strategist, and philosopher Sun Tzu said, Know your enemy and know yourself, and you can fight a hundred battles without disaster. I love this quote because it reminds us all that if you're going to enter battle, or even a small disagreement, knowing the proper person to whom you're fighting with will ultimately save you in the end allowing you to fight again down the line. I understand that as a manners guru, I shouldn't discuss fighting or arguing, and I don't contone aggression whatsoever. However, I do advocate sticking up for yourself and making sure you don't get walked over. To do this, you have to fight. And you have to be willing to see a disagreement through to the bitter end if you feel passionate about something. When writing a proper complaint letter, this mindset you must have. You can't back down, you can't go light, and you have to make sure that the person reading it is in fact the person who will be affected by your words. If not, well, what's the point? In many cases, people exhaust themselves by spilling out their hearts on paper, electronically that is, only to find their complaint letter ends up in a slush pile on the bottom of other letters that never made it to the front office. As a result, while you think maybe someone is reading your complaints and pining over your high-quality verbal beatdown you just delivered, in reality, the letter is going nowhere. So, as much as you want to get your feelings addressed and your issue solved, be just as mindful as to who will receive the letter, and it may not be who you think. For example, do you really think the CEO of a Fortune 500 company will read your letter? Probably not. Actually, definitely not. You can have an amazing case, but you've missed the target because it was addressed to someone who doesn't handle complaints typically. Instead, go for someone whose job will have an immediate impact on both good and bad letters, be it the PR department, HR, marketing, or social media. Think about people whose work is dependent on the satisfaction of the public. This doesn't go for just large companies either. It could be a grocery store or a restaurant or movie theater. 
You can address it to the head honcho, but when it comes time to have your voice heard, try focusing on someone who will be an advocate for you, not someone who will be an enemy. Tip number three. Be scary, not threatening. How many times have you heard someone say, If I ever see that person again, you know what I'm going to do to them? You may have even said this yourself at a not-so-proud moment of anger. Every time I hear that saying, and even think of it myself, it reminds me of how truly stupid it sounds. Let's be real. Our lives are not movies where the theme music will hit in the background and you get a storm out of the room and a standing ovation after telling someone off. There will be responses to your actions. Same thing goes for a complaint letter. If your letter is filled with nothing more than threats, like I said in tip number one, it will only make you sound reckless in the way you address other adults and unaware of how your actions can come off to bite you in the butt. Again, and I can't stress this enough, and feel you and know how mad you are when you sit down to write a complaint letter. However, losing your cool will never make an argument credible. We really need to focus on what it means to have your voice heard and how important it is to be perceived as educated, professional, and mannerly in your complaint letter. When you do all of these things, your letter is taken seriously. Very seriously. So seriously, in fact, as I said in tip number two, that someone not only wants to make those proper changes you asked for in your letter happen, but will skip lunch and even their coffee break that very same day to do just that. This is how you balance being scary rather than threatening. See, when you're scary in a mannerly way, that is, you make the folks in the PR room or running the Facebook page say, wow, this person makes some amazing points because they're right. That's when scary is the most effective in a complaint letter. Being scary isn't about being a bully either. It's about being fact-filled to the point and makes people move. It's a powerful technique that when written well, delivers your message with class, grace, and allows people to realize they are in the wrong and you are someone not to be messed with. All right, folks, I always love hearing from you, so please drop me a line, manners at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MannersQDT. And of course, check back next week for more Modern Manners Guide tips for a more polite life. Also, check out my book, Reply All and Other Ways to Tank Your Career for great tips and advice on job success. It's available now. Thanks again and take care. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.